The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings. And yes, Andrew Brandt, the professor, is in to discuss the latest business happenings in the National Football League. I mentioned already we're presented by DraftKings. I don't know why I just said that again, but I'm sure they'll be happy about that. We will have a spread the weird winner tomorrow. This is getting crazy with the offseason schedule. Hopefully some of you have already listened to either the College Draft podcast or the Even Money podcast for this week. I thought Steve Fezzik made some excellent points about Andy Reid's timeout usage and his thoughts on if those teams played together. Again, played again. Again, a lot of these other shows, like even money's not just betting. It's just a different way to look at the games. And college draft is a different way to look at college football and the prospects that will be drafted in two months, two and a half months at this point. We'll have the NFL draft, which is kind of amazing. But anyway, we'll have a spread the word winner tomorrow at Ross Tucker NFL at Ross Tucker pod. Today would be a great day to engage on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, just retweet or love or like. I'm looking for newbies. Sponsor confirmation email winner. We'll announce that tomorrow. Take advantage of any of our sponsors like 1-800-Flowers.com or Raycon Earbuds. That's another awesome Valentine's Day gift. And then the YouTube shout out. I'm looking for new subscribers who comment. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You make a comment. I see them all. I can click manage comments. I see all the comments that come through. I look for someone new. Boom. There you go. I try to reply, by the way, to almost all of those YouTube comments. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. That person wins a cameo style shout out. The sponsor confirmation email winner and spread the word winner. They get a signed picture or press pass or football card or whatever. By the way, had a couple people that aren't going to be able to make today's YouTube exclusive show, Football Feedback. So if I get another one or two flowers orders today, I'll I'll send you the StreamYard link for our 2 p.m. Eastern Time YouTube show, which will be awesome. And you can get in on it. Ask me a question. Tell me about yourself. Really looking forward to it. A couple guys can't be on it. We've got some other people that 
they're going to be all about it. So should be pretty, pretty great, almost as great as Andrew Brandt's Big Show time. The Big Show. He is the host of the Business of Sports podcast. Honestly, check out his Twitter bio, at Andrew Brandt. Because that way you can see all the other stuff he has. The Morad Center at Villanova and Vayner Sports. and all. I mean, he's got a lot going on writing for MMQB. But what matters for us the most is he's a longtime Packers executive who's now sort of back in the agent game in addition to his media career. But he's got the Business of Sports podcast, which he's able to really expand on the one to two minute Sound bites he gives us on a lot of these topics here on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Not every week, but most weeks. Hopefully, we'll have Andrew. Depends on what he's doing on the Business of Sports Podcast. I know, Andrew, you're going to do a deep dive on some of these a little bit later. But I'll just start with this. Blank canvas. From a business perspective, your Super Bowl thoughts, Andrew. You can go. I'm going to let you take that any way you want. Your thoughts from a business perspective on the Super Bowl, whether it's the teams, the event itself, go. Russ, now I get busy. That's my first thought after the Super Bowl every year. This goes back 30 years being an agent, 20 years being a team executive, and 10 years being an analyst. Once the Super Bowl ends, like, oh, man, now it's time to get busy. And that is the opposite for every, virtually every other person related to the NFL, and maybe even for you. It's like, okay, now things get interesting, the offseason, where there are no more games and for six months. We're going to see what happens. Two things on the Super Bowl. One we're going to talk about more, which is the ratings and ratings in this pandemic world and how it was affecting the game, but really more over all sports in the past 11 months. And then I'm going to give you a non-business thought here, Ross. Here's my pet peeve about the Super Bowl. And I don't know how to say this without pissing off the Brady people. (laughs) I love Tom Brady as much as everyone. Okay. I get it. His record is unbelievable. But the adulation and admiration for him bothers me because it is such, such a team sport. And the most impressive unit on the field the other night was clearly the Bucks defense. It wasn't the Chiefs offense. It wasn't the Chiefs defense. It wasn't the pay, the Bucks offense. It was the Bucks defense. And we hear so much about Brady and and not enough about the people that really made the difference the other night. So I guess my point with Brady is he's great. His record Everything's, but too much is about him. And I know you can push back on this, but I just think football is the ultimate team sport. And here's what really bugs me, because I've seen this thousands of times since Sunday, that Brady, not the Bucks, Brady (laughs) made it through Breeze, Rodgers, and Mahomes. Hey, newsflash, Tom Brady was never on the field with any of those people. Never. Not one play. So that's my little pet peeve about the post-Super Bowl adulation, Ross. I don't know if you can separate the two, Andrew, but is it more about the fact that Brady's getting too much attention, too much undeserved adulation, or is it more 
hey, he's already gotten number seven now. A lot of these guys, it's their first. They deserve to get the adulation and the credit and respect because this is their first and maybe only time winning it all. I think it's some of both. I also think it's just, you know, of the 96 million people that watch, maybe, I don't know, 50 million of them don't watch a lot of football. And they watch Brady and Brady's the story and it's the hook and it's the narrative. And he's got these numbers and seven and he's so old compared to other football players. And he's got the supermodel wife and he's a family guy. I mean, all of that is great. And, and every time I say this, I don't want people coming at me to say, you don't like Brady. I like Brady, but you know, I watched that Packers game where he threw three interceptions in seven minutes you know, so I just think sometimes it's the overflow uh, with him. And if his defense doesn't play the way it is, they did. Obviously, we're talking about a different story. Um, I guess what I'm saying is this is not tennis. This is not golf. This is not even basketball. You know, 11 interdependent parts on every play. Um you know, he's great, but there should be more of a team. And I don't even know if he'd deserve MVP. I mean, I, I probably, you know, in the, in the, in the analytical way, you probably give it to one of the defensive players, but I get it. Well, the MVP should have been Todd Bowles, the defensive coordinator for the Bucks. The problem is on defense, they had too many guys that played well, you know, like, do you give it to Shaq Barrett? Do you give it to Devin White? Do you give it to, you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't one guy like Von Miller. There was a bunch of guys. Todd Bowles, I thought, was probably the most valuable person in the game. You know, I think on some level, Andrew, what you're saying, this is just my opinion, is why Brady gets so much credit. It's because it is such a team game. It's kind of... It's hard for people to understand how it seems like his teammates and teams always play so well around him. It's almost like a uh, it's almost like a leadership thing. You know, like I, I have business owners that reach out to me and ask me about him because I think that's their kind of takeaway is like, okay, yeah, Brady's playing pretty well, but he's not like unbelievable it's there's something there must be something about this guy some type of gravitational force that or whatever it is right that so often the people around him are able to play better than like in the bucks case than they did the year before something like that i think what we're saying is the same thing and maybe i'm backing off some of the um team versus player because you're right. It just does seem that the teams respond to him. And part of it, I listen, I'm very open about my Aaron Rodgers bias. And I just see I just see like a lot of people that when Aaron gets in these games, it almost seems like he's got to play perfect. When Brady gets in these games, he's just got to play pretty good. So I'm kind of echoing a lot what Packer fans are feeling over these important games over the past few years. And I don't know what the reason is. 
Uh, it just seems like Aaron gets in these games. He's got to play the perfect game to win. Brady gets in these games. He's got to play pretty good. And that's what's happened. You know, I think what we're going to talk about next is that he has brought talent with him because of him. And I said to you many years ago and for many years, like what's going on in basketball with the big three or the big two or the big three here can't happen in football. Well, it's happening not with superstars, but Brady has clearly brought talent because of himself. And that's a new thing in the NFL, I think. Curious, Andrew. Um, I, when I watched the Super Bowl, one of my takeaways was what I will call the Brady and Mahomes effects. And I think Albert Breer had talked about the Mahomes effect on the show. I'm bringing that up because it appears as if we're going to have unprecedented quarterback movement. And... There's all kinds of conversations. This guy's up for trade. This guy's being talked about, blah, 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 right? We, we hear all that. My question is, I feel like, supposedly, according to Adam Schefter, the Bucks and the Chargers were the only two teams that really went after Brady. And I feel like teams now are going to say, man, number one, that could have been us. We just need to get a better guy. And number two, you need to have a guy that's good enough to beat Mahomes. You know, and I do you think did, I mean, watching the Super Bowl, that was one of my takeaways is I, I, I can understand why there's going to be quarterback movement, because people think if they just get a little bit better at that spot, it can put them over the top. And you need to have a guy that's good enough to beat Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, I I've pushed back for weeks, as you know, on this quarterback carousel, thinking it's going to be so fertile you know, beyond the Stafford golf trade, you know, I've gone crazy with Wentz. And then I <laughs> did a video the other night, like, I'm sorry, I was wrong. He is getting traded. And now who the heck knows? Um, but, you know, I think people overestimate how many teams need quarterbacks. Now you can always say they need Brady compared to what they have, but if you look back in a year, were teams really going to give up on what they had to take Brady? It's not just about let's go get Brady. It's like, we've got this guy, we invested in him. We did multi, multi, multi-million dollar signing bonuses. So I think there are a lot of factors that go into it. Um, and I truly thought Brady would go to the Chargers, kind of a LeBron-like thing. Go to L.A., finish out the career, new team, new stadium, exciting, sexy place. But he went to Tampa. And I think he went to Tampa because they showed him the most love, more than the Chargers. I really do. Um, but he had, a, as you said, a gravitational pull for Gronkowski, for Fournette, for Brown. And, and I think that makes a difference. Um, where we're seeing it with with these unique players that can do that. Um, you know, the other players have to be free agents or cut. <laughs> That's a big part of it too. Uh, last question on this. Uh, the Bucks have a bunch of free agents. Yeah. And so my question is, did you ever get guys to take less to play in Green Bay because they wanted to play with Brett Favre? Did you feel like that ever happened? They wanted a chance at a championship. They wanted to play with Brett Favre, number one. And number two, did you ever have a guy 
go somewhere else because there was no state income tax in the other state. Because they both relate to the Bucks' ability to retain these free agents. I mean, I think the Bucks and the Jaguars and other teams use that in recruiting. I'll answer the second part first. How, how did it really make a difference? No. I don't ever remembering losing a player because of Wisconsin tax versus Florida tax. You know, I think free agency is about opportunity. And if you lose out because of taxes, you know, you lose out. I didn't see that happening. And, yeah, I do think players took less to stay with us with Brett. Um, it's hard to quantify. You know, people want to know, well, he took $10 million versus $11 million. No, it's just kind of maybe, you know, he took our kind of deal versus the deal out there in free agency, which maybe had more guarantees up front. But if you get to year four, they're about the same kind of money. It's just kind of, you know, team structure in different ways. But since I left, Ross, I absolutely think players have stayed with the Packers because of Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the deal Devontae Adams took compared to the top receivers now is not even close. The deal that back in a few years ago, Randall Cobb took versus what he could have gotten, not even close. So, and David Bakhtiari, probably the same. You know, I, so I do think there is that factor, and there's clearly that factor with Brady. So you've been pretty outspoken on the Carson Wentz stuff. You did the video. You've done the tweets at Andrew Brandt. You will expound upon that on the Business of Sports podcast. But listen, it's uh, a little before 9 a.m. on Wednesday, Andrew. There were a lot of reports by credible people, including Adam Schefter, I don't know, Friday or Saturday, saying that Carson Wentz was expected to be traded in the next couple days. Uh, now it's Wednesday morning. I, I can't imagine it's a good thing for the Eagles that he hasn't been traded yet. What what do you think's going on here? Well, I was on for six weeks saying he wouldn't be traded because as a cap manager, I'm looking at that 34 million dead money again for our listeners and viewers. 34 million of money coming onto the cap because of all the bonuses and option bonuses and signing bonuses that accelerate upon trade. Nothing you can do about that. If he restructures for the new team, doesn't help the Eagles. So I thought that was too big a way. That was too much of a debilitation of the Eagles to do. Then I reversed course because you talked about all the credible sources. The Eagles could have shut this down at any time, Ross, like thousands of times between December and now. They haven't. The new coach could have shut it down in the press conference. He hasn't. Carson Wentz could have shut this down anytime. He hasn't. So now I admit to the masses that I've been wrong. But now there is no trade. I mean, we're still a month away from the trading opening. But, you know, we saw with Stafford and Goff, that doesn't matter. So, yeah, I think Howie Roseman is looking for something that is going to say to the world, yeah, we're taking a $34 million cap hit, but look what we're getting. And he hasn't found it. He hasn't found it. You know, the rumored teams, the Bears and the Colts have number one picks in the 20s, back-to-back, -back, 20 and 21, I believe. Maybe they're on the table. I think an, an honest deal for Carson Wentz is going to be something in 2022 draft where there is some compensation that goes north, depending on how he plays. That seems to be an obvious way to make this deal. Whether other players involved or Nick Foles, you know, we'll see. But 
I guess I'm still with my second view, <laughs> which is that he will be traded and that the Eagles are looking for something to save face out of this deal with this tremendous cap hit. So here's what I'm going to do this afternoon, Andrew. I'm going to listen to the Business of Sports podcast because I want to hear your thoughts on Russell Wilson's comments yesterday. I want to hear your thoughts on the Super Bowl ratings. So I'm already a subscriber. I'll be listening to the Business of Sports this afternoon or at worst tomorrow morning while I work out. Got to get your thoughts on Russell Wilson and the Super Bowl ratings, especially Russell Wilson's comments and what it means for the NFL moving forward on the Business of Sports podcast. Cannot wait to listen. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. It'll hopefully be a good one. And I've got my newsletter out too. Andrew-Brandt.com is where you sign up. Thanks, Ross. Love it. No, thank you. And thank all of you that got flowers over the last week and a half or so. A lot of you did. But it's not over yet. It's not too late. Head to 100flowers.com today. Right now, they got a last-minute offer for you guys. Get 24 multicolored roses for $34.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. This unbelievable offer from 100 Flowers. Listen, I'm telling you right now, too, if I get one or two more people to order 100 Flowers, the first one or two I get, after we post this show, you'll get into today's debut YouTube exclusive show, Football Feedback, where you come on the show. We give you the Zoom link. It's, kind of, it's called StreamYard, but same deal. You come on. You tell me about yourself. You ask me whatever question you want. I get a chance to say, hey, what's up? Really looking forward to it. Uh, and you can do it. Just order 24 multicolored roses for $34.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for only $10 more. Go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, and enter code football. That's 100flowers.com, code football. Hurry, because this offer expires today. Morning, Ross. Let's start with some sad news. Uh, Your first head coach in the NFL, Marty Schottenheimer, passed away at the age of 77. Very, very sorry to hear that news. We obviously talked about it last week when the news came out that he was going into hospice care. I guess two thoughts on that, Bri. Um, I think I talked about Marty and what he was like as a motivational speaker, as a motivational head coach, uh, what he was like in terms of giving me an opportunity. The two things I would share today, number one, I don't know, Bri, did you see the headline in the Washington Post, the initial headline in the Washington Post for his obituary? No, what did it say? It said, Marty Schottenheimer, uh, like, whose teams, comma, whose teams wilted in the playoffs, comma, dies at 77. Just an absolute disgrace. And I am... I don't know how that happens. I don't call for people to be fired. All I would say is the Washington Post clearly needs a better process. And what's really unfortunate is that people are already skeptical of the news they receive of news outlets. And then you go and you do something like that. 
And look, I, I don't, I don't read the Washington Post. I don't know how. I don't know the deal, right? I know people have strong opinions on these things. I don't. But wow, certainly hurts their credibility in my mind. No doubt about it. Certainly hurts how I feel about them moving forward. How I feel about Marty Schottenheimer is uh, I cannot thank him enough. Not not a thing in my life I don't think would be like this if it weren't for that man. I, and I hope you guys realize this, know and appreciate how fortunate I am every single day. And the one thing I said on Twitter yesterday, Bri, at Ross Tucker NFL, I know a lot of you guys aren't on Twitter, so you wouldn't see it, is, you know, Bri, it, you know, there was 14 OTAs back then. And one of the OTAs was on uh, a Monday or a Tuesday, probably a, it was a Tuesday morning, my graduation from Princeton. And so my parents, you know, you're not on athletic scholarship there. My parents paid for me to go. So they really wanted to see me graduate. Kind of a big accomplishment for someone from my family to go to a school like that. And so, Brian, I'm 22. They only signed me in late April. Now, this is like late May or early. Not even. This is late May, a month later. And I walk up the steps in the facility. I go to his door. I knock on the door. Remember, this is like my dream, right? I'm... My dream is to make the NFL. I don't care that much about going to the graduation, but my parents did. I knock on the door. He sees me. He's like, come on in. He's probably thinking, what the heck does this kid have to say to me right now? <laughs> he, was probably, he was probably beyond intrigued uh, at what this undrafted POS free agent from Princeton was about to say to him. And I said, um, hey, coach, you know, I – my graduation's the first Tuesday in June. We have an OTA that day. It's really important to my parents. They paid a lot of money for me to go to school. And he laughed and he said, uh, if I paid that much money for my kid to go to college, I'd want to see him graduate as well. Heck yeah, you can go. Go for it. Uh, you know, the other part of that story I didn't say on Twitter though, Bri is there was more conversation than that. He said something to me like, you've gotten off to a, a very fast start, young man. Because I, I was playing well in the OTAs. And I and I looked at him, Bri, and I said, I'm making this team, coach. And he said, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. I said, I'm making this team. And I said something like, so he somehow it came up that I went to Princeton. The Princeton thing came up. And I just said, well, I was 210 pounds my junior year of high school. Like I was a late bloomer. He's like, well, that explains it. So he was awesome. He was awesome. And um, I will be forever grateful to him. So anyway awesome guy um thoughts and prayers with his family just like i said last week takes. uh moving on in chiefs news quarterback patrick mahomes getting his turf toe operated on today while uh Britt reed placed on administrative leave 
No surprise on Britt Reed. Um, we'll see how the legal process plays out, but I've already made my feelings known on that. Uh, just thinking about that young girl every day. As for Mahomes, it's a pretty serious injury, man. Like you've turf toe operated on, it's pretty bad. I've told the story before, but I had turf toe once, and like I thought I had a broken foot. Then they put a steel plate in, they taped my toe up, and it was okay. But it was painful. And to this day, it's one of the injuries, Bri, that stayed with me. I only notice it, though, if I go like snorkeling and I have fins on, or if I'm getting a massage and they like mess with my big toe. That's happened to me a couple times where I forgot to tell them, and they'll be like, I'm like, ah! It, it, it's like they can just, because it's what it is, it's, it's a torn, it's like a torn big toe. It's like it's like the the ball of your foot, that, that ligament or fascia or whatever it's called. Anyway, that's something to keep an eye on, though. You know, it, it ruined, it ended Deion Sanders' career. Tuck's Takes. You teased it with Andrew, but uh, let's get your thoughts on uh, Russell Wilson's comments from yesterday. Well, I'm curious to hear for sure what Andrew says on the Business of Sports podcast about it. From my perspective, I thought Russell Wilson's comments were interesting and disappointing. Interesting that he chose to go public in that manner and say he's frustrated with getting hit so much. He wants to have a say. Uh, the Seahawks have taken calls about him. One of the things I've always praised Russell Wilson for is that he always says and does the right things. I was disappointed by this. I Listen, no matter how you slice it, okay, number one, he's kind of calling out his offensive linemen, and they won't appreciate that, and I don't appreciate it. Number two, I'm not seeing the level of personal responsibility and accountability that I'd like to see from him. You know, Greg Cosell talks about it all the time. Russell Wilson often doesn't take what's there. He doesn't get the ball out of his hands when the first read in the offense is there. He scrambles around, runs around. Maybe he can't see it because he's short, but he holds on to the ball a lot. You know, if you don't want to get hit so much, throw the ball. That would be my recommendation. So I was kind of disappointed in those comments from Russell Wilson. You know, Brian, I'm about as big of a Russell Wilson guy as there is. Takes. Uh, let's talk about the Super Bowl ratings. They were down this year. Your thoughts? Well, for, what are your thoughts first, Brian? Uh, honestly, my thoughts are that I was surprised that they were down because in a normal year, people are going and having big parties. They're going out in large numbers where individual TVs are not going to be on monitoring Super Bowl ratings. So everybody's home this year. I was actually surprised that the ratings were not higher. I thought of that. I, I thought of that. I also, though, they, they somehow account for that. I don't know how they do it, but they somehow account for that, or they feel like they can get close to it. A um, couple thoughts. And I think Andrew will probably touch on this on the Business of Sports podcast. But number one, they're not down by as much as other sports are. 
or were. However, I think part of that's because the NBA Finals were like a different time and the World Series was a different time. But the college football championship wasn't at a different time, and they were down 27%. NFL was down 8%. I think, Brian, I talked to more people this year that weren't into it. And I, I here's two thoughts from, from my perspective. Number one, I feel like people realized when there were no sports for a while because of the pandemic, I think people realized that they can live without them. That it's not as high of a priority for them, number one. Number two, I think on some level, people started to really get into like Hulu and Netflix and like shows, like watching shows and not needing to watch sports on TV. They, they get into like a different lifestyle, you know, watching these series. So those are my thoughts. By the way, I mean... The business is still – did you see, by the way, have we talked about the DraftKings offer for this week? The hammer the over thing? Yeah. La- last time I checked, it it was it was down to zero for L.A. and Denver Sunday night. So if you have the DraftKings Sportsbook app and you put it in the code Ross and you hit the over, it's zero. Like, you're going to win. Just make sure you put the code Ross in. But hammer the over. I might do a social media post about this, but you got to be kidding me. It's zero. There's one point scored in the game, you win. It's probably negative at this point now that we're talking about it. Takes. All right, uh, a couple last things. Uh, Vikings promoted Clint Kubiak to uh, OC, and the 49ers re-signed quarterback Josh Rosen. Well, listen, that's one reason and one 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 time you uh, retire if you're Gary Kubiak, if you're pretty confident your son's going to get his first shot as an OC, that's a good time to retire. Really good time to retire. A lot of these guys end up coaching later in their careers in part because they want to coach with their sons and in part because they want to kind of get their son set up in their career. Maybe Kubiak had an idea that his son Clint would become the OC, thought, all right, I'm going to retire then. This is a good time to do it. Clint gets the the reins of a offense that has two awesome receivers, a great running back, and a good quarterback. That you can't get much better than that. As for the Josh Rosen thing, you know, he reminds me of Matt Schaub. Like if you watch Rosen's body type and mannerisms, he reminds me of Matt Schaub. And remember. Kyle Shanahan had tremendous success with Matt Schaub with the Houston Texans. People forget the numbers that they put up. I wonder if Kyle Shanahan thinks about that. I don't wonder what earbuds Kyle Shanahan uses when he's listening to music while he's watching tape. Because they're Raycon wireless earbuds. Because they're the best earbuds. All of my Go Big recruiting employees wear them when they're making calls. Bry uses them. I love them. I gave mine to my wife because she uses them all the time. I don't use earbuds as much, but my wife does. She loves them. No dangling wires or stems. Enough battery life for six hours of playtime. It's ridiculous. I mean, people absolutely love them. Raycon's offering 15% off all their products for my listeners. And here's what you got to do to get it. 
Go to buyraycon.com slash Tucker. That's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. So feel free to grab a pair and a spare. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Tucker. Buyraycon.com slash Tucker. Nice. Speaking of nice, we will have the Fantasy Feast podcast today with Joe Dolan. We're going over the player props from the Super Bowl, fantasy lessons from the Super Bowl, and we're going to set the table for the offseason on the Fantasy Feast podcast, which will be absolutely awesome. You'll start to hear some of the guests, some of the topics. Uh, Again, just an awesome different way to look at football um, from a skill guy standpoint, although we talk about uh, other people as well. We'll have Gary, uh, Greg Cosell breaking down the Super Bowl and a special surprise guest on tomorrow's Ross Tucker Football Podcast. We're launching that YouTube show this afternoon, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I'm giving out winners tomorrow, which is always fun. You can be a winner by signing up at patreon.com slash RT Media. Shout outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics, with an X, DinerDepot.com. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.